the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, as we look at the passage before us here in the book of Esther, I'm reminded of the old country song called Joy. Part of the lyrics were things went good, things went bad, then they went good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. That is exactly what we see here in the book of Esther. Hi there, and welcome. This is Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Our time together today will take us back to the book of Esther, chapter 7, first 10 verses, a feast of hot coals. Just when you think things are going great, they take a turn for the worse. Let's join Pastor Jessica Stand as we take another look at this passage of Scripture before us on today's broadcast of Way of Grace. There's a level of presumption here that you need to think through on a, on a level of dignity and royalty. This is the king. You don't just talk to the king about dumb stuff. Moreover, the one person that was in charge of everything that the king had under the king is this dude that you're about to call a wicked and evil man. Did you guys get what I just said? The man that you're going to bring up on charges right now, you're getting ready to call him a wicked and evil man. And if you don't get this thing right, you are implicating the king. Can I keep teaching? Right, so now watch this. If you, if you notice the way that Esther responds, she does not say, you, O king, have sold us. Do you notice how she frames the words to avoid personal indictment of the king? Do you guys see that? See, so sometimes when you're talking to people trying to work issues out, hurry up and, and settle the issue of wanting to condemn that person. It's not about making them wrong. It's about fixing the matter. Right. And I think I heard it this morning in Sunday school. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, you want a flash, uh, flashlight on me? I got one. Your turn. I'm after you. You go on me and I'm coming on you. I'm going to show you some stuff in you too. So if you just want to condemn me, we're going to just do some condemning. And I guarantee you when it's over with, we're going to be worse enemies than we were before you showed up. Why? Because you're not coming right. You got to come right. You got to come right. He that is wise, and our sister is wise, wins souls. That's why our speech has to be right. Isn't that right? That's why our speech has to be right. Her speech is right. She says, for we are so denying my people to be destroyed, to be slain in the perish. But if we had been so for bombmen and bondwomen, I had altogether held my tongue. Do you see that? 
Now here's what she's about to do, having stated that. What she's letting her husband know, what she's letting the king know is, I'm not really bothered about our position in this kingdom of yours. I get that. I understand that. You the man. You the man. You run this thing. All of the kingdoms under you, all throughout the provinces, you can do with them whatever you want to. You are the king. You are the sovereign. Watch this. You are the monarch. You are the ruler. You are God. That's exactly right. The Persian kings viewed themselves as gods. In the mouth of the king is authority. He can cause you to live and cause you to die. She understood that. Do you hear what I'm saying? She's letting him know, you run this thing. You can run it however way you want to. I just wanted to let you know that the people who are sold into bondage, I'm one of them. Now this gets a chance to to tug on his heart and deal with an issue that he was unaware of. And that's going to be our next point. See, a revelation is about to occur in Xerxes' life because she's speaking to him with wise words. She's not shutting him down. She's setting him up for revelation. He's going to be so thankful for her coming to him. So thankful for his wife coming to him with the dignity of saying, I care about you first before my own issues. I care about you. If it pleases you, if whatever you are doing is honored by what I'm about to do, then I will talk to you. In other words, it's not first about me, it's about you. Isn't that good? In other words, really, she was not only reverencing him, but she was showing him that she loves him in return. Ladies and gentlemen, when you are in hostile arguments with your loved one, I would suggest that you take these principles and employ them. Think it through. Remember all of the good before you go to talking about the bad. Remember it for yourself because it may be the, the, the cold water that quenches the fire in your soul so that when you go to them, you can go to them with a cool mind instead of a hot head. Am I making some sense? Instead of a hot head. So that you can use words that really deal with the issue and not inflammatory words that are unprincipled and out of bounds and creating more trouble than they need to. This is actually good advice. Because she's only using a few words, and on a few words is the whole table about to turn. Just on a few words, right? On a few words, the whole table is about to turn. And then she does a last point that I love, and I'll deal with this when we get down to our fifth point. She says, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. You see that last line? For you old Saxon, Elizabethan, English-speaking people, you may understand what she just said. She says, the person to whom we were sold told you that it would be to your advantage to sell us. The person to whom we are sold told you, O king, that you would profit from us being exterminated. I want to let you know, if the decree goes through and we are wiped out, there ain't no money in the world that can justify what you're about to do. You got that? There's not a dime that could justify what you're about to do. There's not enough money in the world that could justify you wiping out my people. The word countervail means to justify. It means to make equal. It means to restore that which was lost in the negotiation. What she was saying is, you ain't going to get your money back on this one. Now, you know what that does by inference? That implicates Haman. Because what he said back in chapter 3 was, King, these people that I want to wipe out, they are no good for you. They're messing up your kingdom. They, they are not a profit to you. In fact, to wipe them out would be a benefit to you. 
Now, remember what we learned. He didn't let Xerxes know who it was that he wanted to wipe out. I'm going to show you the implications of leaving words out just to justify your position in a moment. But you know what I love about where we are right now? The proverb says it like this. He that is first in his own cause always seems just. When a person run up to you and tell you how they feel and what they think about what happened. Yeah, let me tell you how it really was, how it really is. This is what went down. But you don't have all the parties with whom that matter went about there to actually defend themselves. Well, that person can persuade you if you're unprincipled. If you're easily moved by words, if somebody can gossip to you and you just say that's gospel truth, now all of a sudden they're moving you into a position of hostility towards someone they're hostile with. Am I making some sense? And you didn't even hear the whole matter out. I'm going to show you that in a moment. See, can I tell you what's going on right now? Haman, which is the way you actually say his name, that brother is feeling real bad right now. Because these three is at the table. He hasn't taken a sip of wine in the last hour. <laughs> He's feeling real bad. You know why? Because mom and daddy talking. Husband and wife are talking. The king and queen are talking. And the subject matter, as he was hoping it would not be, has now been brought to the table. The thing he feared has come upon him. Be sure your sins will search you out. You see, actually, this is a picture of Judgment Day. The final judgment where King Jesus is on the throne. God at the point of the day in which he will judge the world through that man. And on the throne with King Jesus is his bride. And they're going to judge every Haman in the world. That's our next point. Are y'all hearing me? going to judge every Haman in the world. She says, King, you ain't gonna, you're not going to recover from this. And then we move to point number four. The words of the first family condemn all what? The words of the first family condemn all Hamans. Notice what it says in verse five and six. Are we there? Then the king Ahasuerus, Xerxes, answered and said unto Esther the queen, who is he? Where, where, where is this dude at? that dares presume in his what? To do so. Message in itself. Message in itself. Message in itself. Rich message in itself. So now watch this. God uses these kind of motifs within narratives to show us, again, the mystery of iniquity and the mystery of righteousness, right? God knows the mystery of iniquity is working. It's been working since the fall. But God always, as I says, has a move against it. He's always one step ahead of it, is he not? But he doesn't stop it all together in his tracks because the workings of iniquity are designed to test us all, right? To try us all. Why does God allow evil in the world? To try the sons of men. To show them who they are by nature. To call them to their need of God. And, and this is why a lot of people hate God because God has allowed so much evil in the world. Well, I'm going to talk about that more here in a moment as we deal with the characteristics of Haman. Didn't we learn last week the five characteristics of Mordecai? I'm going to show you five characteristics of Haman in a moment. The king now is going, who on earth, who on earth would dare to take my wife's family out? He just, the, the man is beside himself. But you see, the language is set up this way in order to put tension into the narrative. 
because things have been working covertly, even so co- covertly that the king wasn't aware of it. The king wasn't aware of the woman he married. The king was not aware of the man that he exalted to be head over all of the people. The king wasn't aware of the man that he has secondarily exalted to high status in the person of Mordecai. The king is not aware that Mordecai happens to be the daddy, adopted daddy of Esther. That brother's about to come into some revelations about what God has been up to that he just did not know. Oh, can I make an application? You know how some days you just think you know everything? You think you know everything. And then you discover you don't know anything. And you discover that God's been up to a whole lot in your life. And until he cuts the lights on here, there, and there, you don't realize that God had gone before you to prepare the way to protect you from a bunch of evil that you had allowed simply because you are human and ignorant. Isn't that how God works? Now, God doesn't have to let you know what he's doing every time he runs a chess move. He's just going to win the game for you, and you're going to give him glory. That's what's going to happen. God's going to win the game for you, and you're going to give him glory. You, you, you're going to realize, as we've said it before, man's goings are of the Lord. How then can he understand his own way? So when God turns your heart here and turns it there, he doesn't go give you the whole picture. He gives you just enough for you to realize, watch this now, God's got his hand on you. And Xerxes is about to find out God has had his hand on him to preserve the kingdom for many years hence. God has had his hand on him. Are you guys following what I'm saying? So there in our text says, who hath dared to presume this thing? Verse 6, and Esther said, the adversary, one, and the enemy, two, is this wicked, three, Haman. <laughs> Exposed. I love my, uh, my, uh, my uh, fourth point. Are you ready? Who is he, says the voice of the Rottweiler. <laughs> Subpoint B, this wicked Haman, says the voice of the poodle. Can you see it? Both of them have authority. We're getting ready to see that with the queen. Her authority is about to be exalted. Her father's authority is going to be even exalted higher than hers. But Haman is standing between two dogs that are more vicious than he is by way of authority and bite and power. He's very uncomfortable now. Are you hearing me? He's very uncomfortable now. Wicked Haman. This wicked Haman. This wicked Haman is the one, O king, that dared think that he could destroy my father's people, my father, and therefore me. You guys got that? This wicked Haman is the one who set up the scheme to destroy all of us. Now, I want to show you what's going on here as we get ready to work with our next point. Lights are on for the king. And you know what he does? He gets up and leaves. Because he's burning. He's burning for a lot of reasons. And I want you to understand those reasons as well, because they are, they are reasons that, that are employed in the life of human beings, and we, and we ought to get it. There's reasons that are employed. Look at verse 7. And the king arising from the banquet of wine in his wrath. Do you see it? had to go into the garden. You know what he did in the garden? He discovered three things. Because you know what you got to do when that, that light cuts on? You got to process that thing. You got to process. He gets up from the table and he walks. And you know what he discovers? The man 
that he thought he could trust with the whole of his kingdom is a dishonorable man. The man that he thought he could trust with the kingdom is a dishonorable man. Can I work with that for a moment? Because, you know, if you read your Bible the wrong way, you will imply certain things that are based on a lapse of understanding how governments work, how power authorities work. Xerxes is the king of 127 nations. You know what you do? You delegate power over these nations. Men, hundreds of them all over as we saw in chapter 1 where he had brought them in to talk to them about the kingdom. These people are like uh, rulers of states and rulers of, 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 of tribes in the states. Can you imagine how much Xerxes has to trust the integrity and character of all these persons ruling over these provinces? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Because we don't have the kind of media processing ability to talk real time to each other in a few moments, that he has to trust that what they say about the condition of different states is factual. This is just the way it goes in government. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? You have to believe those that you have brought into your cabinet. He had to believe Haman. Haman has been raised to the highest level except the king. Do you know what that means? The king is viewing Haman as his own eyes. And ladies and gentlemen, this happens in all governments. It happens in your government. It happens in our government. Our government frequently demonstrates that our president hires persons in his cabinet that he thought he could trust. And then come to discover that they got all kind of skeletons in their closet. So don't get all beside yourself about the fact that the king chose a man who didn't actually have the honor and integrity of the office. Because it just happens. It's human. Is it human? It's human. Can I teach? Right. So Adam and Eve had two boys. You know what their names were? Cain and Abel. If they had known who Cain was, they wouldn't have had him. Noah had three boys. You remember their names? Japheth, Shem, and Ham. If Noah had known what Ham was, the father of the perverse nation of the Canaanites, he'd have never had him. Remember Abraham and Lot taken off to go to the promised land? God didn't tell Abraham to take Lot, but Abraham took Lot anyway. If he had known that Lot had a propensity for homosexuals, he would have never took him because they had to divide anyway, didn't they? Listen to me. It's only human. It's only human. And then we get to Moses where God tells Moses through Jethro, you've got to uh, have rulers and judges over tens and hundreds and thousands. Remember? Well, that's a liability, isn't it? Halfway through the wilderness, what does Moses find out? Half the rulers want to kill him and Aaron. uh, Numbers chapter 17. Korah, Dathan, and Abiram are rising up. You take too much on yourself because they don't see God in Moses and in Aaron. What did they do? They made a mistake in assuming that these men are men of character and honor. That's just the liability of government. Are y'all tracking with me? I can go all the way to the New Testament. The Lord intensely chose a devil. So we don't want to jump on Xerxes. Because I guarantee you, if you have to have four people that you hire to work for you, one of them going to rip you off. Because that's just the nature of kingdoms. Xerxes is human, just like you and me. He's given a power way too big for him. And that's why Nebuchadnezzar said it. 
the God of heaven and earth, the God of Daniel, he rules in the kingdoms of men and gives it to whomsoever he wills. And you know, by the time uh, Cyrus comes on the scene, Cyrus already knows that. Cyrus says, God chose me to run this world and to set Israel up. That's another message in about uh, a chapter from now. Who is Cyrus? He's Xerxes' great-grandfather. Xerxes' grandfather is Darius. Actually, father is Darius. Who is Darius? Darius is the one who raises up Daniel to be just like Haman over everything in the kingdom so that the kingdom doesn't have any damage. Read it, Daniel chapter 6, verse 2. And you know what it said of Joseph when he ran the house of Pharaoh? Even Potiphar's house, but both. They both said, I'm just going to leave it in your hands. That's what kings do with the second in command. As God the Father leaves everything in the hand of Christ. Am I making some sense? Because he can trust him. But see, we have these antichrist type paradigms for us to learn the nature of the mystery of iniquity. Am I, am I boring you? The nature of the mystery of iniquity. So God allows evil, wicked men to rise up to penultimate places of power in order to show us the scheme of redemption and the tension of the battle between the elect and non-elect. And Xerxes now is rubbing his head and saying, I let this fool get next to me. I let this fool get next to me. Can I tell you the next revelation he had? God hath blessed me with a good wife. The Lord has just blessed me with a phenomenal. You know, he's dancing in the Holy Ghost dance right now out in the garden. Oh, he's going he to clean house in a minute. But he is happy right now. Let me help you get it. He's happy because he has a good wife. And the proverb says, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. A good thing. Not a woman, a wife. I already told you, you might be a woman, but you may not be a wife. You better figure out what it means to be a wife because to be a wife is something totally different than being a woman. You got to be taught how to be a wife. Y'all didn't figure that out now after about five years of marriage, right? <laughs> Ten years of marriage. You're not a wife until you learn the office and the calling and what that requires. You can really discover that you're a poor wife. Am I making some sense, ladies? Right. And some women are not meant to be wives. Just women. Enjoy your life. You don't have the skill set. You don't have the tolerance. You don't have the patience. You're not ready to reverence your husband. Just let him go. Just keep it, keep it real. Just, I'm good with Jesus. Jesus, my husband. Jesus, my husband. Keep it real. You and Jesus. Jesus can put up with you. I can't. See, the reason why I have to go here is because if at the end of 12 months you miss the principle of honor, you're not going to be any better next year in your marriage than you are now. You're not going to be any better. So you can talk about adopting 1 Peter chapter 2, 17, all you want. Honor all men, but you don't honor your husband. You're just a mess. You're a mess. And husbands, if you don't love your wives... You can't talk about honoring anybody if you don't love your wife. You guys hear what I'm saying? We're trying to do better this year, are we not? We're trying to do better this year. Right, and the scriptures lay it out. You can see the paradigms. You can see the hoopadon. You can trace this thing out and see Christ, the hope of glory, running through the text. Can you not? Do you see him? Do you see him running through the text? 
King Xerxes realizes that he has a good wife. And the scripture says, whosoever findeth a good wife findeth a good thing and obtains favor from God. What did God do? Favored Xerxes by the first move before the diabolical evil one made his move. Well, time permits us to go no further. You have been listening to Way of Grace, the daily radio ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, featuring our teacher and pastor, Pastor Jessica Stand. It is our prayer as we come to you daily on this broadcast that you're growing in grace, that you're growing in your love and adoration of Jesus Christ. That's the goal and the intent here at Way of Grace, that we might understand the amazing love of God in Christ. If you would like to obtain a copy of today's program, you've got a couple of ways you can do that. CDs are $5. Simply call or write to us and we'll send one to you. Or if you're internet savvy, simply stop by our website and you can download the audio file in MP3 version and that one's free. Grace-Bible.com is our website. That's Grace-Bible.com. And again, If you're willing to write to us or contact us by phone, if you would like the CD, simply do so at 510-886-9782. Again, that phone number is 510-886-9782. The address, if you're writing to us, is 22768 Main Street. That's here in Hayward. The zip code, 94541. And again, remember, the CD is $5, or simply stop by grace-bible.com and download the MP3 version for free. We would also invite you to join us for worship here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Sunday services are at 11 a.m., Sunday schools at 10 a.m. And don't forget, from a variety of churches and from all over the Bay Area, we have enjoyed a marvelous time of studying God's Word Friday evenings here at Grace Bible Church at 8 p.m. For the directions and the details, simply go to our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com, or call 510 886-9782. Also, as the Lord leads, we're able to come to you here on KFAX in part through your financial and prayerful involvement with this ministry. Now, while it's free for you to listen to, it does incur a cost on our end, and we look to the Lord for His gracious provision. And if you'd like to participate in that, then please do get a hold of us. Any donation, no matter how big or small, is greatly appreciated here at Way of Grace. 510-886-9782 is our phone number. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.